before this podcast starts, just know that you have the option to just keep this playing on YouTube and not actually look at my face because that would be very unnecessary. <laughs> and at the same time, oh, there's a speed option in Spotify and there's also a speed option in YouTube. So if you think that you want to process everything I'm saying a lot faster, then by all means, please go fast forward it now. Thank you. The wonderful, beautiful podcast. But anyway, um, so the topic that I'm going to be discussing right now is something that I'm very, how do I say this, like passionate about. Like it's really important to me talking about this topic because I talked about it in one of my old videos about like, it's kind of like a girl talk video, but I was also painting in that video where I talked about PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, however you want to call it. And a lot of people, like I said, like a couple of symptoms of polycystic ovarian syndrome and they were like, wait, I think I have that. And I'm like, and I can't like reply to every single person. So hopefully, even though it's really, really late, like I, I've been kind of um, procrastinating making this video because I felt like I would, the only time I would want to talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome is when I've like healed myself from it. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And I think with like, I think I've been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome for like four years now. I think I was diagnosed in 2017, but I'm gonna talk about it. Oh, by the way, if, you, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, where am I? <laughs> like, this is not my room. Um, I'm actually in my brother's room because I'm quarantining right now. In case anybody cared, but you probably didn't care. But anyway, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome is this thing that I have had and I didn't want to talk about it because... I felt like I wasn't like I wasn't qualified to but if I just kept like the things that I've learned to myself like if I I don't think I will ever be a hundred percent an expert I'm I'm not a med student I have like I literally have no medical background whatsoever I am simply just a patient I'm a victim of this stupid freaking syndrome <laughs> and this is just like all the things that I have to share about it. So I'm going to give you like a quick little background. Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome um, gives you symptoms. It's a, it can manifest in many ways. So the way that my doctor told me is that if you have three of these symptoms, you probably have, you, you're, you can be diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome already. So there are tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of symptoms of polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I'm gonna state a few. So we have, there's mental, there's mental ones, which is, there's like anxiety, depression. There's more physical ones like obesity, diabetes, acne, Hericitism. Oh my god, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it basically means like you have an overgrowth of hair, like there's too much hair in your body. There is polycystic cysts, which means that if you had an ultrasound for your vajayjay or your butthole, if you have stuck a, butt, a machine into your butthole for... Um, why am I saying it like this? Um, oh my god, I'm literally not remembering any of the scientific terms. Now I sound like I'm stupid. You can have a transvaginal examination or a transrectal. So you can stick a machine up your anus, up your butthole, or you can stick it up your vagina if you're prepared for that. And they are going to like go through it. They're gonna like, <laughs> I'm scaring you. But the way that you can diagnose that symptom is 
they are gonna put like this machine dildo up here. But they're, it's a machine, okay? And then they're gonna stick it up your asshole, <laughs> and or your and or or your vagina. Your vagina is the more. Oh, sorry, my phone is ringing. Um, the vagina is gives you a clear view of it, but they're able to scan the insides of your reproductive system, and they get to see your ovaries, and they get to see if there's like some cysts on your ovaries. So, I just want to note that you do not have to actually have cysts in your ovaries for it to be for it to be polycystic ovarian syndrome so for example you only have obesity acne and overgrowth of hair you have three symptoms which is already enough to diagnose you with with um with polycystic ovarian syndrome so a lot of it is very it has to do with hormones and hormonal imbalance sometimes we have oh, oh there's also a huge and more symptoms include irregular periods so like if you bleed for too long if you bleed for more than two weeks and it's like really like really heavy periods or you haven't been having your period for like two months or like no for i think that for it to be like something that's super worrisome is if it's like if it's already been three months and you still haven't had your period that's something that you you might want to worry about um there's also infertility a lot of mothers or mo people who want to be mothers see this as a like you know obviously this is gonna be super heartbreaking for them so if you are having trouble i don't know if there's any mom people <laughs> that that are watching my channel but infertility is also um a huge symptom so for example all you have so for my for my um polycystic ovarian syndrome i have okay this is really difficult for me to talk about because i've always felt so ashamed about it but i feel like i shouldn't because it's literally like it <laughs> i need i need to stop stigmatizing it in my brain and just you know be more like there's nothing wrong with having things like that aren't necessarily quote-unquote healthy or whatever um but yeah so for my symptoms at least um i have acne and there's menstru i have irregular menstrual cycles so at some point in my life i had my period for like three weeks and it became like super bad to the point that i would like i was losing way too much blood and I would like, I would start to just pass out because I was losing so much blood and I would get tired so easily. So like, it really, it's really a domino effect of uh, this freaking syndrome because like while I'm, so because my menstrual cycle is so irregular, I am losing a lot of blood which makes, which made me anemic. At the same time, I started to have like really, really bad endurance. Like I could run like a street and i would already be like super super tired i could do a little bit of cardio and i would be super super tired i used to be like when i was a kid i was like a, i mean it wasn't like a swimmer swimmer but i remember being good at swimming and i wouldn't get tired i can do like two laps easy peasy banuni and then boom 10th grade comes and suddenly i can't finish one lap i can't make it halfway to the pool like i just get so tired so bad which i which was like really frustrating for me like i hated that because I, I always like I was one of those bitches who would stay at home and be like I stay stay in school and play ago base and like all these like physical activities and I wouldn't get tired and I'd be like 
I'd be so mayabang about it too. I'd be, I'd be such a show off because like, oh, I'm so much faster than all the other boys. And I, w- I was just like really strong and I was like so like quick and whatever. I was just great, okay? I'm just hyping myself up right now. But that's also like really heartbreaking for me because like I learned to kind of like hate doing any physical activities because I just feel so weak all the time. So yeah, that part really sucks. Next, I actually do have polycystic ovaries. So they stuck <laughs> they stuck a machine up my butthole. <laughs> I remember literally laughing. Like a lot of people were, were like freaked out, right? Cuz like it's such a taboo topic like reproductive health or like anything that has to do with your vagina or your, you know, genitals and all that shit. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's so weird. Like why are you, why would you talk about that?" But I like I just kept talking about it. And then I was like, "Dude, tomorrow they're going to stick a machine up my asshole." <laughs> And they're like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so the reason I was, the main reason why I was diagnosed was because like we tried everything for my skin, but my skin was just like, it was just not working. Like I it would maybe, like, it, like it's just, it, it was just very hormonal. So my skin problems were very hormonal. So no matter what cream I would put, whatever, if, I swear if somebody fucking tells me to just wash your face twice a day and put on my moisturizer, I I will hex you. I will literally hex you. I'm kidding. I won't. But you know, like I think it's just like it's so it's such a how do I say this shallow understanding of somebody's health, which is also part of the reason why I want to talk about this, because if like I've you know, like I want people don't know like don't judge people if you think that they're fat and they're like oh why why don't you just exercise or they they have a lot of hair in their body like oh why don't you just get your eyebrows threaded or some shit or why don't you just shave your beard off or why don't you just wash your face it's such a shallow understanding of health because the body is so complicated that's why people study you know health for like 10 years because it is so complicated so like a lot of people might have other might have other symptoms and i know that a lot of you guys were messaging me about like oh i think i have that but i'm so scared to talk to my parents about it because you know like i understand that we a lot of us a lot of my viewers are from the philippines i don't know if i should speak the galug or not (laughs) but okay let's just speak in english for the sake of everyone, I understand that our culture teaches us to make things a little bit a little bit complicated when it comes to reproductive health or sex health or sex education, which I think is so fucking stupid because it's so annoying because I would um, when I first discovered I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, they automatically put me on the pill. So the pill is a contraceptive pill. It's a birth control pill, which contains hormones in it. And it sends signals, so my so it like it makes the signals go in my body so that I can menstruate regularly. And the pill was very helpful for me when it comes to my skin, and it did regularize my menstruation. The thing that I didn't like about it was the fact that it gave me so much headaches. I know a lot of people are gonna ask, so I'm already gonna say it. The pill that I was taking was Diane, Diane 35. I think that was the number, but it's called Diane, and. The thing that I didn't like about it is that it gave me hella headaches, which, you know, which was kind of a bother, especially if I'm in school and like if it's in the middle of math class and there's like shit that I really need to understand and I can't concentrate because my head is literally killing me. 
or um, the other thing that I didn't like was it did make me gain weight uh, I don't know if you guys noticed but you probably didn't notice but at some point in this year I tried to go back to no 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 it was like October to uh, April no yeah I think it stopped around May so I tried going back to the pill from October to May of 2020 to 2021 and i did gain a little bit of weight i don't know if you guys probably know this but i don't think people actually know it's just it's not that bad but it still like kind of bothered me because i was always very used to being very small and it was kind of confusing because like i was experiencing a lot of like body confusions because it's so complicated but i'm not gonna talk about that now so it did make me gain a little bit of weight i know i sound like such a whiny bitch because you're gonna look back at my videos and be like what the fuck she didn't even gain any weight so i'm sorry i'm sorry if that sounds annoying um but i acknowledge that it probably does sound annoying um so yeah that's like something that i didn't like and it also made me extremely bitch why is people people mes messaging me huh okay sorry where was i god damn it i got distracted oh yeah, yeah, yeah it maybe got all in my feelings you know like i don't like i would literally just randomly cry like i would just wash the dishes and then suddenly a tear is just falling down my cheek it made me so emotional made me overthink so much it like gave me anxiety gave me depression i don't know i mean maybe i'm just self-diagnosing but it was just not good for my mental health and i know i know that other people other girls are yeah a lot of people who did go through um contraceptives or birth con or go through the pill did experience a lot of changes about their mental health so that was also a huge downside for me so here's like my little story right um so i was on the pill when i was from like ninth to 10th grade and at some point i had like this teacher she was like a science teacher and she said we had like a lesson on something and then she talked about how like girls you have to make sure that you feel your titties so you would like um because like there might be like abnormal growths in it that you need to be concerned of or like some tumors that you need to check and i literally I was like sitting next to Jillian. If you guys know Jillian, she's one of my friends. But like I was sitting next to her and I was like, oh yeah, I have those. And she's like, what do you mean you have those? I was like, no, yeah, like I have like a lot of like bumps or like like weird, you know, like growths around my breasts. And then she's like, dude, you need to check that out. And I'm like, really? What if it's just nothing? And then she's like, no, you need to check that out. And at that, at that point, um... I would experience like a lot of pain around my booby areas. So if you're also experiencing booby booby pain, then that's also a, a symptom, I think. Um, so I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, maybe I should. And then, so I'm just going to elaborate on how you can check. The best way to check is like to lie down to make like your boobies as flat as possible. So you kind of lie down and like you raise your arms you can have somebody else check it if you're comfortable with that but you can like raise your left arm and then feel your left booby with your right hand or you raise your right hand and feel your right booby with your left hand but like you can just like feel if there's like any like growth that you feel like does not feel normal to you and you can have yourself like a little mammogram you can get get that scheduled so i did get that scheduled 
Um, obviously, it was like benign. I had, I did actually have tumors in my breasts, but it's not nothing to be worried about. Nothing about it is malignant or cancerous. It's like benign tumors. But I stopped taking the pill because of that. Because um, my family does have a history of breast cancer. So if um, so, being on birth control or being on the pill does put you at like a little bit at a higher chance of getting breast cancer in the future. You can look it up. So that was like that was kind of like a, the last like straw. Other than it made me emotional, gave me headaches, made me fat. It also heightens the risk of breast cancer, which worries me. But obviously, it's just that I'm I think I'm more prone to it because of my genetics. So it's not like that for everybody. I will still definitely recommend the pill if you think that that is what the best option for you. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of people that are always on the pill and they don't experience any problems about it. But I'm sure you guys probably like have seen TikToks of like how long the side effects are for taking birth control. Like if you open one box, like the entire like half, like the 90% of the box is just like a paper that's folded and it's just like a long ass list of what the side effects are. So I'm not really looking forward to going back on the pill anytime soon. But anyway, as I continue, I stopped taking the pill at some point and, you know, obviously my acne went back in and it was like such a huge downside for me. Oh, wait, in case you guys are curious, um, a lot of people are probably curious if it made your boobies grow, if it made my boobies grow. It did a little bit. It, it wasn't like a huge significant change. I didn't go from an A to D or anything like that, but like... Um, I did kind of grow, but I feel like I would rather attribute the growth of my boobies for the weight that I gained. So that's that's what happened for me. A lot of some some girls they experience like actual just like just boob boob like they just they just suddenly like blow blew up into big boobies cock destroyer boobies. Anyways, what am I saying? Why am I saying things like this? I'm gonna you know move forward into like the things that i do now with my habits um so far the things that i have been doing is i have been avoiding dairy so as we know like the cows are being pumped up with testosterone which is like if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome is or androgen like the male hormones kind of like are a little bit higher compared to like the female hormones which is not which is you know it's which is what causes acne and all that shit so i i don't drink dairy i don't drink milk i don't drink milk tea i'm not completely off dairy but it is something that i avoid i still eat cheese i still eat cheetos i eat ramen with melted cheese on it i think it's just so fucking good but i would never drink like a carton of milk or i wouldn't drink like a milkshake with like um, actual like cow's milk so the alter the the alternatives i used was uh, i used to use soy milk but i re but i found out that also wasn't really the best for girls so i stopped drinking that now i usually drink almond milk or oat milk and i understand that these milk alternatives are a lot, a lot less accessible and they're a little bit more expensive which really really sucks and i wish like they were more accessible because you know honestly we really 
this is just my opinion, might be controversial, but we, we really shouldn't be drinking cow's milk. Like, it's really not good for you. There are so much more things that give you calcium that isn't cow's milk. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't drink doggy milk. You wouldn't drink cat milk or zebra milk. But why the fuck do we drink cow's milk? It's nasty. Can you imagine if, like, another animal drank from your titties? That's literally what we're doing to animals. Like, I don't know. But um, cow's milk just really isn't good for you, in my humble opinion. And I understand, like, if you know, I understand that it's not the most accessible thing to have milk alternatives. But yeah, anyway, I talked about milk for like five minutes straight. So, other than that, um, I don't eat pork um i don't know if it has like any significant effect but i don't eat pork because it's a diet i really just don't eat it because i don't like how it tastes most of the time i don't like bacon i don't like lechon or yampo and i already feel people writing a paragraph about how my filipino card is now revoked because i just said that <laughs> but yeah i really don't like pork I eat hot dogs, so that's fun. I don't like chicharron. I don't know. I just don't like it. Um, I usually eat a lot of fish. Um, sometimes I eat beef. I eat burgers. Most beefs, uh, I'm kind of like a 50-50 with beef. Not a big deal. Okay, so I feel like we shouldn't, like I've, I've heard a wise woman once say that it's not always about the foods that you should be avoiding. It's more of the foods that you should be implementing into your diet. So I have done a lot of research about like some foods that are good for people who are suffering with Picos. And right now I'm on the journey of, I'm really into turmeric. I can do like a full-on video about the drinks that i like to make but i don't know if people are going to be interested maybe i'll just turn it into a podcast it can be like a cooking cast a barista cast you know um so i try to put a lot of turmeric turmeric is like this spice that is really really good with helping inflammation so that is something that i do i make turmeric lattes turmeric hot chocolate turmeric coffee so yeah it's really good uh, i mean like if you get a good kind of turmeric and then um there also i've been drinking a lot of spearmint tea and i think spearmint tea is one of the best for when it comes to um the hormones like the hormones itself you know like it's not there's not like super in a lot of research about it but it is like you know what what the fuck is the harm you know it's literally just 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 tea <laughs> so i just keep drinking tea and i do try to do this thing where um i drink apple cider vinegar which is i feel like is a little uh, like kind of i mean yeah this is a lot less expensive compared to buying birth control birth control like sometimes like 1000 per pack or 700 to 800 500 get on apple cider vinegar add a little bit of water in it and some lemon to make it more tolerable so that's something that i try to do in order to kind of um regulate my periods i did do that for a period of time um sometimes i would do it when i know my period sh should be or it's about it should it should be about to come <laughs> no idea how that sentence should make sense but like 
like for example i know that my period is gonna come next week or it's supposed to come next week so i would kind of drink apple cider vinegar early in the morning before i eat anything i would drink it in hopes of getting my period the next week and so far i have been having my period every single month i don't know for this month yet i am due next week um but yeah so far it's been okay it's not perfect sometimes my period is still a little bit too long but at least it's not enough for me to you know just suddenly pass out never fun but yeah oh yeah and maybe for like the last part of this podcast is just a full-on rant on again i'm going to relate this to feminism because um as far as i know in when people are studying medical stuff or the body or whatever people who are in the medical field usually like the things that are in the books in whatever disease there is the body that is usually studied is the male body so a lot of the times the female body isn't what is um, focused on and some some people might be aware of this some people who are studying in med school probably or have studied in med school probably aren't aware or they at least they just you know never thought about it but the models that they are usually studying is the male body and not usually the female body which i think is like it's so important that's why whenever it's like polycystic ovarian syndrome month it's every september and i'm like yeah i'm gonna talk about this because i think that women's health is so important and like women's health is see that's what when the patriarchy comes in because we do not get the same amount of like studies or research and we do not get like the same health care as men do as males do i think trans gen, tra- trans women also could use those those studies and those research because they are also taking pills that are you know um manipulating their their hormone levels it's just like it's so frustrating because because polycystic ovarian syndrome has been going on for so freaking long like literally so freaking long yet we are still there's still no cure for it there's still no proper medication for it other than birth control like what the heck if you guys want to go to a doctor i honestly I think if you get to score a good OBGYN, then by all means, go ahead and go to a doctor. It should always be your number one um, choice or your number one option is to get a doctor that cares for you and to, you know, get like, get, get, uh, get professional help. For me, um, I'm not gonna lie, I have my own frustrations with doctors because sometimes they would kind of like just dismiss you know that my problems especially when i was younger when i first got diagnosed they're like it's fine you know like you're still a kid it's it's normal it's it's not normal <laughs> like they're gonna be like it's fine it's normal when you're when you're like 19 it's gonna be normalized guess what i'm turning 21 and it's still not normalized like please and they wouldn't be concerned about the health unless i'm trying to get pregnant they're like it's fine you're not trying to get pregnant anyway and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) like can y'all not and then or maybe i would say that my my number one issue is like i honestly i don't give a fuck if i you know if i bleed too much or whatever i couldn't care less but my main <laughs> my main my main problem was my skin because i was like you know i cannot function when i feel ugly y'all <laughs> 
But they're like, you know, they would dismiss it and be like, they just think that it's like, you know, some vanity thing and like whatever, which which isn't helpful because I feel like it's just it's really difficult to be taken seriously as a woman in healthcare. It's just it's really not fun sometimes. But if you have like the, if you, if, you, if you have been blessed with an OBGYN who takes care of you and actually asks you about things, inquires about you, inquires about your history, um, doesn't dismiss your concerns, by all means, please leave their number down below because I would love to have that because so far, a lot of the OBGYNs that I have consulted with, I feel like they're just dismissing my concerns. And so I kind of just like have to go with my own research and just go with my own flow i i i've learned to kind of like not really depend on them but um you know obviously and to go seek professional help and do your own research but please go seek professional help for legal purposes i don't want to be an influencer who tells you not to go to the doctor i'm telling you to please go to a doctor and i wish you all the luck when you go to go to a doctor so um yeah or like oh you know what's also annoying and we're like oh it's fine it's normal to have dysmenorrhea bitch it's not <laughs> it's not normal to have cramps for you to feel like you're giving birth every single month or you know it's just not it's not okay and when you take a painkiller the painkiller okay it works it works for a while but it's still there it doesn't disappear and that's not normal something something needs to change something is up and i hope we get that research that we need because come on women are literally like we we're, we're literally some women some women not all women but some women literally birth givers okay we literally make this world go round love so <laughs> y'all better this is a call to the medical world. Please give us attention because <laughs> this, this has been going on for too long. Okay, that's all. Thank you so much for... I hope this helps you. And I hope that um, I did educate you in a way, especially about you guys' health. I know that it's very common to have these problems. Very, 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 very common. I have had a friend who literally, like, she didn't have almost any symptoms. The only symptom she had was, like, not not be not menstruating that much or like having like an irregular menstrual cycle at some point i don't even know i think i i think i'm, I'm allowed to share this but at some point she just started having like really 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 like it just her her fucking her fucking lower part literally just hurt it hurt so bad that she was crying it was like so fucking bad and so they rushed her to the hospital and then when they rushed her to the hospital she needed to she needed to get surgery like an intense surgery because by the time they were there apparently because she didn't know anything she didn't have any other symptoms there has been a cyst not polycystic cysts like not small cysts that are in one ovary but it's one huge cyst in her ovary that just ruptured that just erupted and inside was like these like fluids and shit it was so bad it was like it cost her family so much money because obviously who the fuck would expect like your fucking ovaries to randomly fucking rapture and burst right i feel like pr reproductive health 
should be like you know how people have annual checkups right so when you're in your annual checkup they check your height they check your weight they check your temperature they check your i don't know they feel something in your neck or some shit they um they check your blood they check your bones your x-ray i think that reproductive health should also be that normalized it should also be part of a checkup it shouldn't be something that you would only go to if you want to get pregnant it shouldn't be something that you would only go to if you feel like you have an std there's so much stigma when it comes to reproductive health which is so fucking stupid because it's just like any fucking part of your body and i'm getting so heated right now sorry for the amount of swearing i'm saying but it should be normalized because it's people's health it's literally people's health because if you don't know what's happening with your reproductive system because it's not being checked regularly as regularly as the other parts of your body like that thing could lead to much worse polycystic ovarian syndrome is also closely linked to cancer also very closely linked to diabetes also closely linked to de depression and anxiety and all that shit so it's not something that is shallow it's not a shallow disease because you know for example me it gave you fucking anemia like come on I just want to swim without getting tired. I want to be able to float in water without literally running out of air <laughs> for like 30 seconds. Like it sucks. Yeah, I felt the need to talk about this because it's something that I'm very passionate about. Please go take people's reproductive health seriously. It's really weird because like I would go to the OBGYN and they're going to be like, Oh, like why are you here? Are you pregnant? What the f- What? I'm just trying to get my health care in check, okay? Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this podcast right here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully this helped. I don't know how to do outros. Outro! The wonderful, beautiful podcast!